Hi, here's Superball. You're watching Geekscape. Uh, you have to see it more often because I will be now every week there. <laughs> Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to episode 39 of Geekscape. This is the show that over the next hour will tell you all about the latest movies, news, interviews, Hit. movies, yeah. comic right. books, video games. You know this show well. Yeah. How do you know this show well? Um, I watch it every week. This is my buddy Ralph. He also does a pretty popular podcast called The Dharma Lars. It's all about loss, but since he's on hiatus... He needs to get revving up again, you know? You've only got six months until Lost comes back. <laughs> Five. So so we're going to get the cobwebs off of you, and we're going to have you co-host Geekscape. How do you feel? Do you feel like... I feel you're, good. I you're feel in, good. You're in shape? Uh, Are you ready to co-host a, a, a round, podcast? Round is a shape, right? Hell yeah, it's a shape. Nah, I'm in shape. So, you're going to be co-hosting Geekscape. We are going to tell you about the latest movie news and reviews. Not we are. It's happening now. Oh, it's happening now. we yeah. got video games. we got comics. Let's get right to it. We saw a movie recommended by our good friend Ben Funnelfish Dunn <laughs> in up. episode 31 of Geekscape. Go back, to, go back to episode 31 Never of Geekscape. And, uh, I was on that episode. Too. Yeah, you were. We were in San Diego. Ben went to see a sneak preview. He said, shoot him up. Changed his life. It was a re- religious experience. This is <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not no, yet. No, please, please. You're wearing your pearl outfit today. That's right. Please. Uh, <laughs> he actually said that uh, that shoot 'em up was like uh, seeing his child born uh, for the first time. Uh, whatever the equivalent is of that, he said it would probably be equivalent to that. Um, this is a movie that stars Clive Owen, Monica Bellucci, and Paul Giamatti, or Clive Owen. Falls upon a plot to assassinate a young, helpless baby using his black ops gun skills. He defends the the uh, baby against Paul Giamatti and a bunch of faceless bad guys, all with really bad aim. Uh, of course, Monica Bellucci helps him out because she's lactating and can feed the child, and she's got big breasts to show it off, as you can tell in every outfit she wears in the whole movie. That's the movie. Did you know that that was the plot of the movie, having just seen it? Uh, yes. Okay. Because yes. that's about it. What I just told you is all you're going to need to know to ever see this movie. There's a senator subplot, which... Whatever. What I like... And let me just ruin the movie for you right now, because the first five minutes are going to do it anyway. Uh, he gets to the senator. The senator, this child, has been born... A whole sh- bunch of chi- children have been born uh, to... Provide the, the, the senator with uh, bone marrow Because he's, he's sick And so The bad guys Who own uh, gun manufacturing And stuff like that mm-hmm. they, they don't want the uh, senator to get into office They want him to die Because he's anti-gun Or so he claims in a really confusing twist Where he actually is not anti-gun He wants to profit It's really bad guys So um, Clive Owen says If I shoot you now The senator your anti-gun policy will get 
push through the, the Senate and Congress because you'll be a martyr. And they won't be going after this baby anymore because you're already dead. So he shoots them. Guess what? They still go after the baby. Did that make sense to you? <laughs> Did anything in this movie make sense? He jumps out of a plane and has this whole fight scene the with the guns. The way the movie is set up, it's almost like... Here's a guy who's yeah, caught it, up in a situation. A really he shouldn't bad. have to figure anything. He's not a detective. He should just be a guy who's following his heart and protecting a baby. And this, then that's it. Screw the story. This extreme example of style over substance um, feels like one of the movies that was written in film school by somebody saying, wouldn't it be cool if I just start out with the simplest scenario? Guy sitting on a bus bench... A woman, pregnant woman runs by, being chased by a guy with a gun, he helps her out, and everything else unfolds, becomes way too complicated, and collapses under its own weight, and uh, self-referencing. You know, it, it, it references the genre too much, the one-liners aren't fun, the style isn't fun, and it's the same note over and Any over movie where a character says, don't you hate in those action movies when this happens... Dude, they better deliver yeah. on making this a better action movie, and they don't. No. Not at all. Not in the slightest. Um, this movie only, wasn't very fun at all. But go There's ahead. only, in my entire life, I've never walked out of a movie, and there are three movies you wish that you had. I wish I had walked out of. Um, now I have a fourth. What were the other three? Um, the other three were The Avengers with yeah. Sean Connery, wow. uh, Ultraviolet, mm-hmm. and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now you, shoot them up is added to you that You go list. see movies like Ben Dunn buys them on DVD. For those of you who have not I'm, seen the show before, Ben Dunn off camera over here to my right, your left, has one of the biggest crap DVD collections ever. And it's not like you love these movies, they're so bad they're good. No, they're just bad. Hey, hey, what did you say on the phone? There's the spectrum, the notes yeah. the spectrum. He, uh, you let us borrow the station agent, which is really good. Good indie movie. Um, Check it out. It is a good independent movie. Well, well, VJ, why don't you just yeah? There you go. Uh, it's about a midget. <laughs> All right, he calls in. himself a dwarf. We know that they're actually ma- magical beings. Um, so, thanks Ben for recommending this movie to us. Shoot him up. I think you owe him nine. You owe me nine. I did nothing of the sort. Don't pan. That movie here. sucked. Uh, well, I'd rather, I'll, I'll take, instead of the nine bucks, I'd rather take two of his shitty DVDs and watch those. Oh, yeah, make it worse. Give up more of your time to this guy's bad judgment. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, why don't you, on your deathbed, you're going to be like, what, why did I make it worse? I don't care what's on his shelf. It's more watchable than no. shoot him up. No. No. I'm, no I'm what's the worst you. movie you have? What's the worst movie you have? Oof. I do want Alpha Dog. You do own Alpha Dog. Dude, I guarantee you I would Volcano rather watch High. Alpha Dog. Volcano High is really... I thought about Volcano High was going to be great because everybody's talking about how this awesome kung fu movie was going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. How this awesome kung fu movie was, was going to be... Awesome. Everybody was talking about this kung fu yes. movie, how it was great. It was going to mm-hmm. be the next mm-hmm. big thing. And MTV even went so far as to get rappers to dub it. Oh, Jesus. Um, and uh, it's god-awfully Worse horrible. than shoot em up No. Um, thanks, Ben. So... Uh, and shoot him up. You start out with this character, Clive Owen, who you don't know anything about, and over the course of the movie, you, you learn don't care. About he literally is a blank slate when you meet him, and um, you don't care. I, That's why a movie like Die Hard Four, even though which it's, I didn't it's, see, well, even though they introduce him and this little thing with his daughter at the beginning, it gives you something 
to give you insight into this guy. You have a little bit of an insight to this dude. When he went up the stairs and stepped back and saw the baby there with his dead mom holding him. I thought for a second, okay, cool, this this might this might be cool, but I don't give it. The movie is bad. Uh, we're not going to give it any more time But what I was saying was You do start this movie not knowing anything about Clive Owen Not wanting to know any more But getting way too much uh, You really need to feel for your character Before all this shit starts hitting the fan A couple of shout outs before you Get rid of this review yeah. Monica Bellucci, horrible She's a really bad actress Paul Giamatti, it could have been something Laugh- cool. Laugh- like, it could have been, wow, they put this guy as a villain in an action movie. He could really yeah. do something with I it. I usually like it when they cast against it, type. It's horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, but you I take a, tell you. you take a gamble with Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, and it works. Mm-hmm. This, this is just oh, It has to do with directing, too. We, we, I have a movie. Um, I also went to see this weekend. Three Tindy Yumas, James Mangold with uh, Christian Bale and... Uh, and um, what's his Russell name? Crow. Russell Crowe. I'm scared of Russell Crowe. His, his own name scares scares me because I want you know I think he's intense. Um, and I don't. A lot of people love Russell Crowe in a movie. I, uh-huh. He just kind of he just kind of does it for me. But not like I don't have to see a movie for Russell Crowe. Yeah. I went I went to see this movie because I really enjoyed James Mangold's movies, mm-hmm. and uh, I really like Christian Bale. So James Mangold did um, Walk the Line. He did Girl Interrupted. Uh, he did Copland, he did Identity, which I think fil- fil- falls apart a little bit at the end, but mm-hmm. he's a pretty solid director, and this is a Western, so it's fresh, you haven't seen it all summer. Um, y- you start out knowing a lot about Christian Bale's character. Okay. I'm not going to ruin too much about it for you, Ralph. I'm actually going to go see it now. Yeah, I, wasn't I think, the, I think this movie is really good. I'm going to go see it now. It because starts because out on his, on his kid waking up. And he comes to his fa- his parents' room, and he says, you know, he, he just kind of sits there, and his father's already sitting upright listening. And, the, and his wife is like, it's probably just the wind. And he, and he says, no, you hear voices. And then you see a light through the window, and they've lit his barn on fire. He gets up out of bed, and this is something they haven't revealed in the trailers, but you know within 10 seconds of this movie, when he gets up out of bed, he limps. He's, lo- he, he's missing part of his leg from the knee down. Uh, he was in the Civil War mm-hmm. And he's taken his, his family out to Arizona To try farming But he cannot pay for his farm Because one of the other landowners Has blocked the creek that runs into his land uh, His cows are all starving there's no, there's no water for the grass And he has no money This guy is basically a loser His kid... Cannot stand looking at him. He thinks he's a, you know, he isn't a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's lost any vi- vestige of uh, just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Steve Weeby. Yeah, he he he, yeah. <laughs> he 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 needs to he needs to do right. He needs yeah. to like knock one out of the park, and he's just a loser who's continued to lose. There's an amazing quote in this movie where he says, "I spent the last two years asking God to do me a favor, and He's not answering." You know, he's not giving me anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what ends up happening is he's going to lose his farm. He's got a week before they come and they say, the next thing we burn down is your house. Uh, great. That morning, he goes out. The cattle are everywhere. He goes to collect the cattle with his two kids and witnesses Russell Crowe robbing um, a, car- like a, you know, a, stagecoach. Ca- a stagecoach. It has um, a bunch of money from the railroad. 
And Russell Crowe and his band have done this a million times. They've actually done it 22 times. The railroad can't take it anymore. Russell Crowe slips up a little in town. His boys go to the border without him. He stays to, ha- to have sex with this woman. Um, and you can tell that he's looking for something. It's really Both of these characters are really complicated. Okay. And Russell Crowe wants something more. Uh, and because he stays here for this little dalliance, Christian Bale, who goes into town to talk to this dude who's just burned down his barn and say, I'm going to give you the money, just give me a little more time, gets caught up in the arrest of Russell Crowe. The railroad guys are pissed. And they say, we need to deliver this guy to the 310 to Yuma and put him on, in Yuma's the prison. And they say, because our guys have been shot up, because everybody on the stagecoach is basically dead except for Peter Fonda, we need men. We'll pay you 200 bucks to, to help. And of course, Christian Bale needs the money. Yeah. He says, I'll do it. So Christian Bale volunteers to, to take the, uh, Russell Crowe you know, to jail, to this, prison, to this mm-hmm. prison train. That's where everything starts getting a lot better. You know, as people start dropping off, as Russell Crowe's band comes back to rescue him, and hounds the, the these guys transporting. Then you've got uh, then you've got these two guys going one and one against each other. It's an awesome movie with an incredible ending. And I actually thought that at the very end, a main character said a word that he said something else. And it, it, and I was like, that movie, the very end, made no sense to me. We were walking out of there, and I was like, that motivation made no sense. And Laura was like, what did you think he yelled? And I said, I think he yelled now. Laura's like, no, he yelled no. You're going to know what I'm talking about when you see this movie. Uh, is it? The ending's awesome. The whole movie's great. The whole movie's really well done. I definitely recommend seeing this movie. I'm, you know what? I'm looking. I'm, I'm going to go see like four movies this week. This is, a, this is the best need, Western I we've need, had since like Unforgiven. I was so disappointed... And shoot him up. That I'm, I really I need to go see. Like I want to go I see. I think you had like, higher hopes. I want to go, I'm gonna go I see. I did. Why? Because every it seems like every year at like September, there's this one action movie that marks the end of summer. And I've said it before. Yeah, I, that, I didn't was say born, on the show, that was the but, Born Supremacy. No, like last year was Crank. Okay. For me, I loved Crank. Yeah. This was it. This is the last really stupid, dumb action movie. That I'm gonna see this year, and now I'm gonna get into like kind of Oscar season. More the dr- the dramas coming out. You know what? Just go yeah. just go to the Oscar season. Watch Street to Yuma. I will. This one this one will be an Oscar. You don't movie. want that war review? Yeah. Yo, you, you, if you want to uh, go, see war, go see if war, if you want to throw more of your money, just give it to me, dude. I'll go buy some. The, you know what? Like seriously, like You're you, go you sigh war? about when I mention war, but, but he, Jason Statham's. VJ met Jason Statham at a bar like track at, at a club in, in Canada, he just told us. Way better than... He said Jason Statham was about that high. Oh, yeah. No, he was a no, diver. He about was how high? Like, it was like an Olympic stand diver, up, right? Stand up right quick. Okay. Stand up. Okay, where on my body do, do we have Jason Statham? About right here? A little bit. On top of the plus. Yeah, right, right here. Right there. That's Jason Statham right there. So, uh, yeah. I, I, you should have fought him, dude. You should have fought him, VJ. kick him um, You've already seen War when you saw one. Yeah, the one. Dude, don't, I didn't dude, see the dude, one. For us, don't go see War, right. please. Don't I was going to see it for me. I can spend some time with your wife. My wife wanted. My wife. DVDs. My wife was sad that I was seeing Shoot 'Em Up without her. Oh God. That's the kind of time I was going to spend with my marriage. wife, Stevie. <laughs> I I sat in your seat, 
and I wish I could take what I, what, you know what, I wouldn't will what I sat through. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah. I'm having a tough time with the English language today, uh, which means that it's the perfect time to talk about our sponsor, NetRiver. Let's do it. Do you guys have a sponsor in Darmalars? No. You guys got to get hooked up with a sponsor, man. As kick-ass as our sponsor is, NetRiver.net. Uh, they have a whole new business plan starting up. They're going to launch a website around the same time we start our website up. And uh, what you got to do is you got to email your sales department, sales at netriver.net. If you want a domain name, if you want a hosting plan, they're going to hook you up. We have a hosting plan that's eight ninety five. I got a domain that was under 5 bucks, easy. Uh, the way I got this was I put in our promotional code, Gilmore, which is named after our absent Gilmore. Uh, and uh, with that plan... You get hooked up, ten percent off, and uh, guys, no technical difficulties. Look at Geekscape; we're more powerful than we've ever been. We actually have been adding a lot of good listeners. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, You're up what every Tuesday? We are Without up every problem? Tuesday or Wednesday, depending. Uh, things I got to tell you guys: things are going to get a little scattered here in like late September, early October. You know why? I've got a pretty important shoot coming up. You can't tell why. I can't tell why. You can't tell why. But let's just hope you start up another podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is my goal. Can I tell you my goal with this unnamed project? My goal is that you you can continue doing Darmalars. Lost but, is but, only around 16 yeah, weeks yeah, a year for yeah. the next three years. My goal is that you start another podcast for another kick-ass show. That's my goal. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm definitely Despite all the money and babes I will get. I'm not you. you. Yeah, I don't, I don't not need you. No babes. I know who's getting the someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the Super Action Man will get will get all the babes that I will not. Um, Hot so babes. yeah, that's my goal for you to have another kick-ass show all Definitely. about television. Um, speaking of television shows, this one's making its way to the big screen. It's a big '80s cartoon in Japan and here in the U.S. When they adapted it, you know, I'm I heard about, about this. Yeah, I'm yes. talking about Robotech. Yes, Toby McGuire optioned it over at Warner Brothers. They're going to bring Robotech to the big screen. He's not going to be Rick Hunter, is he? I don't see why not. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, we go to see the the robots. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? With Robotech, you're gonna go see the robots. Right. Who went to see Transformers for Sheila Booth? Really, I think the kid did I a good. The the girls, Megan Fox, I the can thirteen see. year old girls. Yeah, but you go to see it for the robots. Really, right. the majority of people are gonna see it for the robots. And Robotech, were you ever into this shit? No. I, that's were you one ever into? I was always bored with. I think we're too young for Robotech. Yeah. I'm not. You're not too young. How old are you? I'm old. How old are you, Bluto? How old are you? Thirty-two. Look at a little Bluto bear. No, I'm not thirty-two. I'm not How old that you? old. I'm thirty. Motherfucker, you're you're like a year and a half older than me. What? I thought you were like twenty-six, twenty-seven. No, Aww. I'm twenty-eight. Oh, that's the same thing. But Robotech wasn't all when you were a kid, was it? Yeah, was but the 70s. Robotech, uh, there's a lot of heat for like the violence and stuff, and I think I might have been at the age where my mom said, "Oh, I heard it's violent." And I never got the difference. I never got the difference between Robotech and Macross. Yeah, guys, it's the same thing. It's like different. It, it, it's it? like Stargate and Stargate Atlantis, yeah, guys, right? What Isn't is the difference like? between Robotech and Macross? This is. Yeah. Wait, we're losing me. geek cred left. Dude, and right. I'm Voltron. I'm Transor Z. I'm. Yeah. I don't. No. Yeah, they they need to make a good Voltron movie. The cars, not the lions. I'm kidding. There's one. I'm there's, kidding. There's, they gotta make it with the lions. There's one in the works, right? A Voltron movie? Dude, there's, Shit, there's, there's a Joust he, in the works, yeah, for crying out loud. The Joust movie got announced. We're going to make a Joust movie. Uh, the dude who made who directed Tron is finally directing a new movie. 
again about going into a computer. I read the head. I read the headline. I didn't read this story. Yeah. Um, can you imagine you make Tron and then you don't direct again for like two decades? You made Tron. He can't be any worse than like Paul Anderson. You know, Paul Anderson's working all the damn time. Uva Boll, whose interview we're going to have later on in the show, working all the time. You can't give the dude who directed Tron a shot? Come on. Well, maybe he just didn't want to work. Yeah, maybe. He didn't want to work. Maybe, maybe, you think no, he didn't want to work. Maybe, maybe he was just, uh, you know. He's not you. It's Tron. <laughs> <laughs> dude, give me a modern Tron. Like, action-packed. Yeah, lawnmower man. V- VJ's becoming the modern Tron. I was I, I swear with this Metroid Three I turned on my I turned on my Wii and, and I went into the Me channel and VJ was walking around didn't even look like a Wii uh, me it just looked like VJ walking around <laughs> he goes watch this and he killed one of my Mees and I was like what I had saved games cheat codes he he used all these cheat codes I did what do you do when you go home VJ what do you do at your apartment what do you do secret stuff secret stuff secret stuff this is VJ he like gets into like this chair with all these like Nodes and stuff that he attaches <laughs> to his head, and he just goes, "I'm in." My computer, <laughs> my computer setup now has like nine screens. He's got nine screens. He's like Tony Stark. It's like you know, like, like in the new Iron Man books. Like, oh my god! <laughs> You're like I just Tony wrote Stark. a comic. I just wrote a comic book character for my book where yeah, where I mean, a guy like has one, and I drew that. What nine screens? Yeah. Well, because well, I, I thought it was a comic book. I'm like, oh, it's like a comic VJ. book. I'll put in eight screens. I think I there's think eight. VJ, VJ's going to listen. VJ, I'm, I'm just going to predict the future for you right now. I, I predict some some certain things happening for VJ. Either he becomes the lawnmower man, becomes Tron, or becomes Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> you know? Or his house becomes a, a wet seal. You're at the mall. Right. You see wet seal, and they have all yeah. the monitors. That's VJ. That's going to be VJ. Wet seal. What is it? We don't watch anime here. We don't watch anime here. What is it? Serial Experiment Lane. Serial Experiment Lane? That's an anime? Of course there's a girl. I have Akira and Cowboy Bebop. That's it. I own the Miyazaki movies when you're talking anime. Dude, I don't know anime. The Miyazaki movies aren't anime? I would consider that film. Film. I think... It's of a different caliber. The stuff I, I was really into uh, when I was in the like anime, I actually went to an anime club regularly at, at UT when I was in high school. Yeah. Rather than go to parties Friday nights, I was down at UT with the college kids at an anime club, and uh, I would watch a bunch of Miyazaki movies and Crayon Su-chan. Like Crayon Su-chan, they taped it off of Japanese television. It's this little Japanese troublemaker kid in diapers, and they show his little weenie, and he does this little butt shake. Okay. It's really funny. But his weenie's little two two little squiggles, and I'll I'll put a picture of him up on the screen. But the Say episode, the name again? it's actually really funny. Say Crayon, and and I don't know if I'm pronouncing is this it, right. Crayon is it, on, is it currently on Adult Swim? It might be. I it, think yeah, I've seen it, that it, show. It's that funny. Wait, no, with the big cheeks. Yeah, you, you, it's you, that funny. I think I've seen that show. Yeah, that show's funny. Um. So listen, we got to talk more geek stuff. Dragon Con happened uh, this past weekend in uh, Atlanta. We went. Atlanta? Yeah, we, we went to. Uh, to Comic Con, we went to Wizard World LA, but we weren't able to make it to Dragon Con. Um, our good friend Jarrett Gossett, who's currently coding the uh, new Geekscape site, uh, he went with his wife and they took a bunch of photos, which I'm going to play right now. And Jarrett was nice enough to write a review of the experience and send it to us. That's an essay. This is an essay. Jarrett, this is. Three full pages? <laughs> this will get you into college. 
I'm sure he's already gone to college. This is double space. It's single. No, get. Come on. You've been looking at computer screens too long. All right. Here we go. Do you want me to read this to you? Yes. I don't want to read it. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put some stuff on the on the screen. So this is Jared's experience at Dragon Con 2007 in Atlanta. Aside from the San Diego Comic Con, Atlanta's Dragon Con is probably the most well-known. Uh, convention out there. However, where San Diego glamorizes the geek lifestyle and highlights the Hollywood aspect of our culture, Dragon Con is all about the cosplayers, dice rollers, LARPers, and the rest of the less glitzy nerd hobbies. Oh, dude, we gotta go to this. This year, my wife and I took the plunge through the four-day sci-fi and fantasy con. Uh, we're going next year, dude. I want to see these people. First off, let me say that this con has to be organized by brain-damaged gorillas. <laughs> the con spans through three hotels in downtown Atlanta, and all the panels, galleries, booths, and other attractions are all sporadically placed, and your only guide is a half-assed pamphlet given to you. We got there on Saturday. The con started on Friday. Uh, around 11 a.m., and waited in a massive registration line for three hours. Uh, once we got through the death march uh, line and got ourselves oriented, we had a great time. Dragon Con's main draw to a lot of people is the whole dress-up cosplay scene. At least one in three people we saw were a stormtrooper, Klingon, superhero, some weird anime character, or just in some ridiculous chain and spandex outfit that they couldn't possibly have a chance to wear anywhere else. Yeah. Do you have any of those outfits, like, you know, hidden back there? I, no, no, that, that's not me. <laughs> so Sam, Sam was here earlier and uh, left these... I think he's seeing Laura. Um, it's cool. Someone's got to be a man. Uh, one area is ridiculously sectioned off as the Walk of Fame and features a fantastic band of C-list sci-fi celebrities. Uh, this year, we saw David Prowse, Peter Mayhew, Ron Glass. I'm not familiar with Ron Glass. Well, you know David Prowse and Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Ron Glass was uh, Shepard Book in Firefly. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, Brent Spiner... Louis Gossett Jr., our boy, Ray Park, Lou Ferrigno, another one of our dudes, and a ton of others. There were also a, a few people who were, didn't really seem seamless. like they should really be at a sci-fi convention. Frank Stallone and Eric Estrada, for example? Oh, well, yeah. Check Frank out this picture. Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell is he doing there? They were all charging the usual ridiculous amounts of, for pictures and autographs. I did waste some cash on a picture with Louis Gossett Jr. and an awesome 8x10 of Darth Vader signed by David Prowse. Uh... The dealer exhibitor areas were massive. They have three. They have two floors of dealer booths ranging from comics to costume accessories to t-shirts, all the usual geek treasures we all know and love. I managed to pick myself up an Admiral Akbar action figure and a few trades. Dude, you're one of us. That's what I would have gotten. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say my favorite area was the Artist Alley. Being a huge comic fan, I love meeting creators and artists. Plus, since comics are only a small portion of this con, most of the talent were easily approachable. Peter David, Eric Powell... Adam Hughes, Terry Moore, and tons of others had virtually no lines. I had a chance to talk to writer-artist David Mack and commended him on how great I think his work on Daredevil has been. Uh, he gave me two free issues of his other series, Kabuki, as well as a sketchbook all autographed. That's huge. Yeah. He gave you all that stuff? Compare that to the washed-up celebs charging 30 bucks for a brief picture, and I think you can tell who really cares about their craft. My wife then went on a mission to hunt down her favorite comic author, Terry Moore, uh, he had a great book, uh, booth for his book Strangers in Paradise And Amanda promptly purchased a t-shirt And a signed poster from him For you Runaways fans I asked him about his run Which will be starting soon And I can say I'm ready for Whedon to move on Because Terry is going to do it right I also feel like Joss Whedon's uh, Runaways like run it's is just a little like two issues, right? It's not about three And I'm just not 
I feel like it, it's gone down in energy like like Geekscape. Um, <laughs> Sunday night, we watched the Star Wars costume contest. It was a parade of Jedi, Padmes, or Padme. Padwans? Uh, bounty hunters. Padmes? And even a Jabba. That Jabba looks like shit, by the way. <laughs> the Jabba looks like somebody took a dump all over somebody's body and put eyeballs on it. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Why are you looking at me, Ralph? I'm just looking at it done. I don't know. You just said that Jabba. I, we I need you guys to do a single match. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not with me in the middle. Uh, <laughs> I love sorry. you, buddy. Uh, I love no, you. Grab my balls. I will grab whatever I like. Um, <laughs> uh, we didn't stay to pick the uh, to see the winner, but my choice would have been either the Admiral Akbar, the big fat, uh, the big felt Jabba, or the Lego Darth Vader. Oh, that's cool. I gotta see this Jabba. Yeah. Oh, dude, the Java looks retarded. I'll put it on the episode. We ended up having a great time, and we plan on going next year. I highly recommend this con to any of you that are into sci-fi and or fantasy. It's a really fun con, and you won't regret it unless you spend six hours in 100-degree weather in a full-on Bob- Boba Fett costume like this dude I'm going to put up on the screen. Um, he probably lost like seven pounds over the weekend. Good for him. Yeah, dr- or, uh, yeah we, should go, we should go to Dragon Con. Years ago. You guys were invited yeah, with your movie? Yeah, My friend Roberto from... Uh, from Colombia, he, well, not the the country. He's uh, from the university to film school with me. Yes, he uh, he had a film in Dragon Con over the weekend, and he uh, sent me like IMs and stuff, and was like, "I can't believe the smell in this place." I uh, can imagine that place would stink. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So comic books, I know you're a big Madman fan. I am. Uh, you read any of the Mike? Uh, Magnolia stuff like Hellboy, BPRD. I'm still since my appearance on episode 18. I'm still not fully. Are you reading the Green Lantern stuff? Because you're a huge. You know, I did. Are you reading the Sinestro War? I did pick up uh, issue one. I haven't read it yet. I'm such a slacker. This Sinestro Core War is awesome. The best. This is the best series going on in in comics right now. I'll be at the comic book store this week picking up comics, and I'm definitely going to continue that series. Um, So, so we got Lobster Johnson. This is the one. This is a character that was introduced in uh, Hellboy. A little bit of BPRD. This is. um, Dude, I love the design. Lobster Johnson is cool. I actually have a Lobster Johnson action figure over there somewhere. Um, I think he's right there next to my brother. No, he's not. He's not. He's not over there. No. Okay. And I, yeah, I have uh, Johan Kraus too. But um, Guillermo del Toro said that he would have Bruce Campbell play Lobster Johnson, which I think is awesome. Yeah. That's really funny. But but the thing is, he's not a current character. He takes place yeah. during World War Two. And this uh, this one it's called the Iron Prometheus. He's not Mike Mignola is only doing covers and writing with this guy Jason Armstrong, who does uh, some really good artwork. Reminds me of uh, Guy Davis, his work on BPRD. But the story is revolves around a suit that the Nazis are trying to get. Lobster Johnson has to protect it and the owner from the from the Nazis, and mysteries unfold with the occult and this and that. So I'm half into it. We got to see where it's going. But dude, BPRD is better than Hellboy now. Yeah, totally. It's awesome. I, I like I like this new Hellboy though, the one that that is being drawn by. Uh, I don't know who else it's is. It's not the one that looks like the the arts from the cartoon series. No, no. Th- this new Hellboy uh, is being drawn by the guy who did the Clerks comics. He did oh, a couple Jim of, Malfood? not Jim Malfood, Um Duncan Figretto. Oh. This one's pretty good. Um, I picked up another book. 
Uh, another number one. I, I buy like a lot of number ones just to review them on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America. I'm a big fan of you, buddy, but you're dead. Uh, this one's Captain America: The Chosen. Uh, this is by two guys, David Morrell and uh, Mitch Breitweiser. He's the he's the dude, uh, I guess, doing the artwork. And it feels a lot like John Cassidy style. The artwork is a little bit feels a little painted. Um, a little bit of watercolor, and this story is about a, a soldier in Afghanistan who has a newborn back home in San Francisco with his wife. He's never seen him. He wants to survive out there against the insurgents, and they, he gets in a fire battle. So it, it takes place this issue over a really short amount of time. Okay. He gets in this fire battle, and two of his buddies get injured, and he has to rescue them. He looks up, and Captain America's standing there. Captain America helps him rescue his buddies and take out the insurgents, right? The, you know, he starts yelling, Captain, where are you? Because he looks up and Captain America's gone after he's, you know, all this stuff has happened. And his actual physical human captain runs over and goes, what? You know, we, did, we just saw you do all this great stuff. And he goes, no, Captain America was here. But he wasn't. Nobody saw him. You know, it, it, I think this book is about what Captain America inspires in the, yeah. every man. You know, we, we've seen what Captain America in, in this Jeff Loeb run mm-hmm. with all the different artists. Uh, we've seen what Captain America means to Marvel superheroes. This is what they mean to everyday soldiers, policemen, things like that. Cool. Yeah, I, mm, I pick up comic. I pick up a Marvel comic to read superheroes. Yeah, it, it was okay. The but writing, you get to was, see the writing was good. The artwork's good. Yeah, I, I just you know, there there are some books that are doing that are like really good right now, mm-hmm. dude. I spent like 50 bucks this week. Did you read One More Day? One day more? So, I did read uh, One Day More, One More Day. One More Day. The Spider-Man thing at the end of J. Michael Straczynski's run. He has Joe Quesada doing the artwork for Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man. The continuation. Uh, Aunt May's in a coma. He moves her to a hospital. They do cover a little bit of the problems I had with the last issue because... Uh, the doctor is actually covering for them because Spider-Man, he knows who Peter Parker is. Okay. And he's like, dude, you, you unmasked in front of all of us. I know who you are. I know you're using a fake name to put your aunt in this hospital. Yeah, you, saved my uncle. you saved my You saved my brother. Uncle. Or uncle. And, and, uh, and I owe you one. I don't know how much I can hold people off, but... So Peter Parker's got to find some money to, ha- to help Aunt May. Who does he go to? Keep in mind, he knows Danny Rand... They're on the new Avengers together. Danny Rand's a pretty rich dude. Keep in mind, he knows Doctor Strange, who is a surgeon. And even though his hands are no good, dude's a surgeon and a freaking wizard or whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's a sorcerer for Supreme. Good call, Ben. No, he goes to Iron Man. He goes to Tony Stark, the dude who wants him in jail. And he asks him for help, and they fight, and... uh, Tony Stark gets a little guilt-ridden. Yeah, yeah, come, come here, because you read this. I just, Get over I, here. I just read this. Um, I just read this last night. First off, I think Joe Quesada's uh, artwork makes him look like a downy. Dude, in a lot the of artwork shots. is gross. And I like your artwork, Joey. It, I like your artwork. Every, I loved it in Daredevil. Everyone looks like rounded in the face, and they they just look puffy. Yeah, they look like if I was Spider-Man. AMC theaters. Way um, to promote. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the. The one thing I got with the Iron Man, the, it, it felt a little forced. Because, like, yeah, he needs lots of money. Of course he's going to go to Tony Stark first thing off. His... He knows Danny Rand. Right. 
but you know, owns Rancor. This is so. this is the reason I think that they chose to do that because they want. I, I feel like they're trying to redeem Stark a little bit in this issue, right? Um, like show that he's you know yeah he fucked up and he know and he knows he has to like he has to. It's make not about amends. Peter. It's about Aunt May, right? And all right. that. Did you did you like the little secret reference? The secret, you know, what? the Oprah thing. That oh, you're, dude, you're, Laura's telling Laura's, me about. Yeah, there, there's time, a yeah. reference to it at the very beginning of like, if you put something out to the universe, maybe it'll come back to you if it's listening. Oh, I, I didn't know that was from the secret. Oh, so good. That's why their brain. <laughs> that's why the brainwashing works because you don't even know it's from that. That's right. That's um, right. But I don't know. I, I'm more interested. Like, I love the cover. Mm-hmm. Did you? Um, did, which cover did you get? I got the, the old school yeah, style. The old school I style. I love the old school style. And they're gonna stay with it. Where there's like four or five panels, and it's like in this mm-hmm. issue, so and so does yeah, this, this it's and that. Great. Where they kind of show. That, you see now only. What was it? Two ninety nine. It was. I think it was three ninety nine. It was. Yeah. It was hefty. You know what? I'm gonna read all of them just to see the end the of next, this. The next issue, because they do bring Doctor Strange into it. It's about fucking Which he time, bro. I know. I know. He really should have done that a couple, you know, issues back. Said, "Screw the Kingpin. Don't beat up the Kingpin yet. Mm-hmm. Go get the guy who can fix your aunt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If, if she's so important to you." Screw the vengeance thing for later. And I was talking to Cat, the guy who runs my comic store, and he was like, "That's too easy." I'm like, "So now Peter's a retard?" Yeah, he would go for the easiest option. Yeah. Dude, this is, this is the most like, important person in his life. Peter's not an idiot. Uh, there is a really good history, comprehensive history of Spider-Man at the end of the issue that it's yeah. written. Yeah, I really. It's, it's really good. I, and that's that's a written nod thing. back to like because I remember back in the '90s, you had the at the very end of the issues like the. The little artwork of all the different spider suits mm-hmm. that he's gone through. That was cool. And I just, I remember reading that and like, I got a little nostalgic. Going well, the, the end. these stories are not doing it for me. I'm definitely getting nostalgic for something I can read that has my yeah. favorite superhero on it. And Sam's. Super Action Man's favorite superhero. Ben, thank you so much. Um, how are we doing on time, VJ? 20 minutes. Oh, we're kicking ass. Let's talk a little bit. If you feel comfortable. Do you feel comfortable right now? Yes. I'm kind of just talking. No, that's fine. I mean, like I said, my comic book uh, knowledge is in the, up to standards. How's your video game? Um, right now, Metroid. Metroid's completely taken over. You and me both, baby. Let's just talk about the kick-ass thing that is uh, this game, Metroid, and why I prefer it to the Halo games. Boss battles, baby. I love these boss battles. And something that I really enjoy with this Wii Connect stuff is you and I... Have been trading uh, friend vouchers. Friend vouchers, which are these unlockables that you get uh, to unlock. You know, you can unlock music, you can unlock yeah, design work heads. and stuff like that. Yeah. But the extras are awesome. You can unlock bobble like bobbleheads, and like you, 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 you say to someone, "Oh, you unlock a, for your ship." Yeah, but the bobblehead, it's a bobblehead of you, of, of your me character that sits on the dashboard of your spaceship. You can poke at it, and it's so when you wait, when you yeah you know, okay. when you blast off. Did I send it to you? I no. sent it to VJ. Um, you can take snapshots of stuff now. That's what That's I need to unlock. Thing you unlock. And I took a snapshot of my my bobblehead, and I sent it to you. I want to see your bobblehead, so unlock that. Yeah, I'll send I will it send to you me. some friend vouchers. Send me a couple. I'll the cool thing more. is, there's only there's certain like the really good stuff you can only unlock by trading vouchers with your friends. If any of your friends have saved data for Metroid, it will automatically like tell you, link you, and let you know. And you can just send them these 
unlockable vouchers that'll so help they can you unlock, unlock cool extras, stuff. Yeah. So it um, encourages interaction. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, and the, the extras are the bobblehead. It's completely pointless, but it's, it's a lot of fun to have a little character of you sitting there on your dashboard. Wearing in a video, I'm in a video game. Yeah. Like it's it's really cool. As if Wii Sports wasn't enough. <laughs> no, but this is but the Wii Sports BJ seems like a gimmick. VJ literally is in the video game. I can't oh. wait for VJ to come into my Metroid game and cut off my bobblehead's head. What do you what do you think of the bumper stickers? The bumper stickers are cool because the Zelda emblem is right across the front of your they ship take, and it looks awesome. Like Metroid's able to decipher every Nintendo game that you have save data for and now, throw it's not, bumper it's not, stickers. It's not every, yeah, it's every Nintendo branded game. It's not yeah. a, it's not third party games like yeah. Uh, it, we have a like, paper. We have yeah, a like paper Red Mario Steel. on there. We have uh, we play. We oh, sports. Paper Mario because um, Mario got, Party Eight. I've got Mario Party Eight. I've but, got Wii Sports and I've got Zelda. But the Zelda one they put right above your cockpit window. It's like the Triforce with the That's wings awesome. coming out of it, like right on the front. It makes it your it makes your badass. it makes your ship look pretty damn smooth. Yeah. When you're blowing up aliens. As soon as I hit bumper stickers, I I like. I opened up my game and jumped on top of my ship, and I'm like looking around at every now, little thing. Now, see, because I, I unlocked the snapshots, I'm taking snapshots of that stuff and emailing them to like VJ and stuff. So you personally took the picture of what that I sent you? Yeah, I took that, dude. Send me frame vouchers. I will. I want that feature because it's a lot of fun. I thought it was like I an automatic took a shot thing. of me putting a missile in this big monster's face, and dude. I was seriously, like, you, you hit down to fire a missile, dude, right? Dude, you you hit down to fire a missile on the little control pad. You hit up to take a snapshot. So one thing I'm getting good at is hitting down to send a missile at somebody's face and hitting up to watch them explode and snap it. Oh, shit. I need to get that. I don't fuck around dude, with my but photography and video games. Here's the thing. Games. Where I'm at right now in the game, if I send you're at you, the end of the game. If I send you a badass snapshot, no, it'll ruin is it, it. going to ruin it for yeah, you? Yeah, it'll spoil it. I'm, I'm going about... go to go to somewhere that you've already been. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show me like freezing one lizard guy while shooting another one. I'm going to send I'm you a snapshot about, of that. I'm about... I would say I'm about 40% of the game. And then when I'm done with the game, I'm going to let my good buddy Ben over here borrow it. Uh, and you're going to let me it. borrow Bioshock. Uh, yeah. Deal? Yeah, Deal? Um, of course, by that time, it'll be October. I'll be knee-deep in this top-secret television project. And we will... You know what's going to ruin about... You know what's going you know to hurt my Hollywood career? This show. Uh, this, well, about I'm, still gonna this show. I'm still going to do the show. I'm still going to do the show. Uh, no, no, I, I hired a good Jew. Um, wow. Uh, no, uh, I think Phantom Hourglass, because that comes out in early October, too, is the the DS Phantom Hourglass with Zelda. Uh, that, I'm always, I'm always afraid to start a new Zelda game, because I know what it means mm-hmm. as soon as I hit the, start getting game, into it. Metroid is not as good as Twilight Princess, but it's Definitely close. Definitely not. It's, it, it's, my problem it. with Metroid, too short. Don't tell me that. I know you're almost at the end. I've been playing that pit cross on my DS. Uh, I like that a lot. You know what? It's, it's fun. It, Stevie, if you like Stevie Sudoku, recently unlocked level ten, and then she also don't, unlocked like tell me. different modes. No, I'm just letting you know. I don't. I thought. I thought what I saw was it. Oh fuck, dude! I, I'm like, dude, oh fuck. You got a long way to go. What's good about pit cross, about this pit cross is I can play it whenever. You it, just sit only, down. Yeah. And, yeah. I can play it so, while I wait for Laura to get it ready for going out. Um, I got a question for people about it's video game related. Yeah, yeah. Second Life What's, oh, Second Life? Yeah, just, oh, here we go. Okay. Unicorn. So, Geekscapists, I want to know if there's any of you that 
do this Second Life thing. Yeah, talk about I it on know the there's forums. A, there's a few of them. Uh, I know that there's a few of you out there that actually do this thing. I want to know why. Um, I actually just read a uh, thing on, I think it was like Destructoid, um, right before I left work this morning, about there's this phenomenon happening in this... Okay, so Second Life is one of those... It's, it's like virtual world, of, world. It's, it's like World of Warcraft, This, is, only this isn't a like game. the Gaian thing, is it? It's a little bit Gaian. Yeah, but it's like... It's a, a little bit it rock seems, and roll. It yeah. seems a little bit more... You um, make your own avatar, you fly around, you, you make your own house. Yeah, you live in this world. So what is this new phenomenon in, in Second so, Life? So, apparently there's been these uh, mini unicorns popping up. And I they're want like, one. They're like really cute. They're like, you, you can keep them as pets. Oh, I want one. And uh, <laughs> I, will, I will play that game just the, to get you, one. You what do use, I need to do it? You can use their horns. Oh, really? Um, to like clean to clean your car. Or to, oh, like, I'm doing it. To defrost your fridge and stuff like that. Now, the only way, apparently, that you can get one of these cute, adorable mini unicorns... I either want that or a mini VJ. ...is to fuck an adult (laughs) unicorn. You as a human? Your character. You can have sex in Second Life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's one of the big draws of it, I guess, is that... Pervy. Really sad people. But I like it's a half our audience is like signing up for Second Life now. (laughs) Especially Gilmore, who's complaining about not having sex for two months. So that guy's actually out going and fucking a unicorn right now instead of <laughs> sitting in the chair over Gil- here. Gilmore is having sex with a real unicorn. There's only one left on the planet Earth. He found it, he's and fucking he's fucking it right now. <laughs> if really PJ is going into a video game, Gilmore's out fucking a fantasy creature. <laughs> Gilmore doesn't need a saddle either. No. He'll sit somewhere else. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben, for disturbing me. Uh, why? Why? Why would you? Why? Who why? would program that into a game? I think what you. I think. I, I, I don't. Wanna, I don't want to get a mythological. You know beast, what? You just the, read the beautiful this. Beautiful beast. You and I read this. Fuck it. <laughs> you. You read this. I don't buy it. No, it's. I don't it's on buy it. So it must oh, be true. Oh. I don't even know right. what that is. It's a video game. It's a really blog. good video game blog. So, so Ben, thank you for that. You're welcome. Oh, jeez. Go out and fuck a unicorn. Can you guys confirm this? Can you guys go out into the uh, world of Second Life, Geekscapist, and confirm this? Take videos. Take um, videos. I need. I my need. Virtual I need my horn. Fucking. Can I already we... see. I already see someone's signature on the on the yeah. boards has already done an animated Gilmore with a uh, unicorn already. <laughs> Already. So, uh, so, lo- so you guys on the forums have been yelling at me for uh, not showing you the Uva Bowl interview. I got to show it to you right now because you guys obviously can't take it anymore. Uh, I will warn you that I take Uva Bowl's side, and he is my homie. As much as you guys hate his films and despise the guy for what he's, he's done to cinema, guy. he and I we hang out. We're good guys, and he's got this movie based on Postal coming up uh, with. What's the name of the actors? Uh, Zach Ward. Zach, Zach Ward, who was Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. We interview him. He was on Lost. Yeah, let me go ahead and don't ruin season three for me. Because I know he hasn't been on it's season right one there. or two. It's right there. He brought me season three. No, I think he was. Uh, well, he let, was in season two. Oh, well, let, let me watch this. Uh, let me show you guys the interviews uh, for this movie, Postal, coming out. Hi, guys. We're here in front of the Postal poster. It comes out October 12th. I'm here with Uva Ball. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the movie? This is your first comedy. Right, it's uh, my first English-speaking comedy. I started my whole filmmaking with a comedy, German fright movie, like Kentucky fright movie. And uh, yeah, it's a ruthless, political incorrect uh, comedy with mini-me, Vern Troyer, and a lot of other actors. And uh, I think it's really funny and really over the top, but really edgy. Okay. 
And um, were you a fan of the game when you sat down to write the script, or was it something that came across your desk and you said, okay, I'm going to go for it. This is my chance to liberate myself and really show the American audience what I'm all about. No, I'm uh, both, right? right? I'm a big fan of the game, and in what other game you can play Bush or Bin Laden, or you can use a cat as a silencer, and uh, so the game <laughs> is crazy, and um, this was a good foundation for a ruthless comedy, where you can make a commentary about September 11, where you can make fun out of everything, basically, and uh, so I really went for it, and I think uh, the movie now, uh, everybody who goes in the movie will have a big blast. So... There are people, you know, critics, things like that. You answer a lot of questions about critics, of course, who think that this is not your first English-speaking comedy. Mm. A, bunch of these, <laughs> a bunch of these jerks are out there. We talked to Rick Hoffman. We talked to people who've met you. Yeah. They all have great things to say about you. Mm. I'm going to go on record as saying I've seen your boxing matches. I'm on your side. Thank you. Okay, yeah. things like, like Blood Rain and House of the Dead. I'm yeah. with you, brother. Uh, if you need me to take anybody down, I'll soften them up for you, and you can. You can this is good. We do it. We do it next time. We do it next right. time. I'm behind yeah. you. This movie looks hilarious. We saw a couple clips. It looks funny, and uh, when you were writing it, you were just going all balls to the walls. At what point was there any point where you say, "Okay, this one I can't do"? No, no, we really went for it. And how do you prepare now for what's sure to be the onslaught of, of, of critics or the onslaught of censorship groups saying, you know, look right this now, goes too far. Uh, this will happen, 100%. The New York Post vote already said it's unpatriotic. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, we have very good feedback from a lot of reviewers. They trashed my other movies and they say, we gave it a new shot and this is actually a good movie and it's a funny movie. Just seeing the and clips, this is a new you. Absolutely. It is uh, cynical and dark and funny. And, and uh, so people say, okay, uh, we gave Ball another chance and he used it. And I think this is what we did. So October 12th, I hope uh, we will have like uh, a big hit. So you're adding to your repertoire. Why not throw in some jujitsu or maybe weapons to your boxing moves for the additional, <laughs> for the additional heat that you're going to get for making this move? Maybe if you thought about maybe adding weapons or, or jujitsu? We can do that, but you can also come up with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I take him on in Mandalay Bay. Who do, you do it on be, who do you think would win between you and Jean-Claude, one of my heroes? No, I will win. Wow. I will win. That's a tall order. If it's boxing, right? We do boxing. No legs, no kicking. But he loves we, his legs. Hey, I know. There's the reason I say I know, Best but it's... Van Damme movie? What's your, what's your opinion? Uh, the last good one? Or, uh, yeah. uh, I Best like one. Time Cop. I'm there with you. I'll, I'll do that one. It's also stop <laughs> grossing. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Good luck with the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Skin so soft. It, yeah, I, 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 so I, soft. I, I'm somehow being uh. wrong. Ow. Ow. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, hey. Thank you. Oh, hey, Geekscapists. Uh, uh, what's up? Hey, uh, we're Geekscapists. Here at, we're here at Comic-Con, and uh, we're here at the Postal Q&A with two of the actors from the film. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I am Zach Ward. And I'm Jackie Tone. So, Jackie, who do you play in the movie? And Zach? You play I the main guy? play. Oh, Zach plays the main guy. You could answer that. I That's am the, the dude. We've had enough of those here. I'm the postal dude. I actually play a character named the dude, which I think is the closest I'll get to being in the Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was a dream come true. I play Faith, kind of the female action hero and Zach's love interest, which is why he stroked me so sweetly. Stroke. You know what I mean? Oh. Mm. Uh, Seth brought you guys closer working on this film. Had oh, you for guys sure. Know? We didn't know each other first. Yeah, so we couldn't get any farther apart. <laughs> yeah, really. That works. Um, <laughs> Do either of you guys play the video game before being cast in the film? No. Me neither. Like, the video game is extremely violent, and it's mm-hmm. one of these movies where, uh, one of these games that as you're playing with it, uh, it starts to 
have voices in your head. You start to hear voices. And, uh, Step away. And in, the middle of, in the middle of one of the one of the uh, levels, out of nowhere, it just says, OJ. <laughs> which, is just, really? which is just really weird. That's well, awesome. Uh, was, yeah. was, was, there any, uh, was there any part of, uh, in the movie, was there any part of the character that starts to hear voices and starts to get insane? I won't go into too much detail about that because I want to leave it for a surprise, but I do know that the, uh, the game creators have, because we actually hang out with them now, which is cool to see the psychos in person. They've they, really said a lot. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And they've put a lot of uh, amazing detail into the game and into the third game that's come out. It's pretty effing amazing was it an intense experience acting yeah it is because it's it's a character like for both of us it goes from a, has a very wide dy- dynamic range you start out being the schlub the loser and you end up kicking ass taking names beating people up throwing yeah. them through car windows shooting them with a saw shooting them with a 44 you're pretty busy with armament and running I do a lot of running he does a lot of yeah. running like I started in a coffee shop in the movie and uh, by the end of the movie you know everybody has their moment where they turn and kind of go postal mm-hmm. and then I was just you know shooting a machine gun for the rest of the movie like literally yeah. I was like here's your latte and five minutes later I'm just like I'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so uh, your character in the film we saw how you did against Scorponok and Transformers Scorponok <laughs> yeah but you know he was after your heart you know let's just say this I've been taking dives ever since Christmas Story I took right. a dive in Christmas Story. I took a dive in Resident Evil Apocalypse because you know I would have smoked those that. dogs. We loved that. And I would have kicked Oded Fair's ass. And then they had to kill me in a, a Transformers because they love beating up the redheads. I don't have the NAACP protecting me. So all the freckled people with a little bit of cancer growing and the red hair, they're not coming out to save. They need to come out. Here, I kicked his ass. Yeah, You're I don't know. Redheaded I am America's <laughs> redheaded bully. I am the one they want to beat up and tell their family about. But... Me dying, it's a living. Mm-hmm. And this Ooh, character in Postal could probably I live. I live in this movie. You can you can you can spoil that much for us. Uh, I mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I live. Good for you. Thanks. I thought so. Oh, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks oh, for being thank on the show. You. Awesome. Say hi to the Geekscapist. Thank you. Uh, Geekscapist, we'll thank you, you so much. I will see you. Oh, I will see you guys at the theater as I'm going to be doing surprise roundabouts to all the theaters where it opens up, and then putting out thousands of dollars in Canadian money and pesos. So that was me basically being best friends with uh, Uwe Bolin. Did you notice that he uh, brought Van Damme into the conversation first? Yes. That's how you know it's love, baby. Uh, Let's try and wrap up our show with forums. Um, We've got forums on geekscape.net. I'm glad I'm here for this one. Basically, last week we talked about the forum topic started by our good friend Health uh, on the forums. Go on and sign up. Sign up for your own profile. He started this forum topic, most disturbing thing you've ever seen. He then goes to, on to post this story I'm about to read you, which it's is the most... His name is Health. Well, his name's Health, and he started this post, and I don't know if he started the post to just no. get this off his chest, because no, no, one, no one matched this story in no, this no, whole thread. No. Here's the story, as written by our good friend Health, on the forums. You can visit them at geekscape.net slash forums. And he wrote, inspired by the end of episode 36, what is the most disturbing thing you've ever seen? I think this story might rival the incest stories. I was like four or five at the time of this. My neighbor, Andrew, he was 16. And he was watching me and my brother, who was in one of those baby seats with the wheels, while my mom quickly went to the store. Okay? Okay, he's like four or five. So we were outside, and I was trying to impress him by doing long skids on a bike. He comes up and he's like, hey, let me try and skid and you watch. This kid's 16. 
naturally, I gave him my bike, and he took off for a hill that was at the end of our neighborhood. Oh, there's Lobster Johnson. Here he is. Thanks, BJ. He's here to comfort me. Um, so I don't have to listen to the rest okay, of the story. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> naturally, I gave him my bike, and he took off for a hill that was at the end of our neighborhood. He waits for a second, and then starts riding full speed down the hill. Uh... At this point, he's going like a million miles per hour, or at least it seemed that way at the time. This kid's going really fast. He gets right in front of us, pushes back on his pedals, and starts an epic skid. Unfortunately, he skids right into a sewer grate, and he starts wobbling and crashes into my brother, the little young kid. He completely knocked my little brother over and actually dislocated his arm. So my brother is screaming and crying, and I help him back up and look to my neighbor for guidance. The 16-year-old kid. My neighbor is white as a ghost and just says, Stay right here. I have to pee. This little kid has his dislocated arm and this dude has to like run and pee. I knew something was wrong. I go running after him, screaming about how I was going to beat him up for hurting my little brother. Simultaneously, I look down to the ground and see that my neighbor is leaving a little trail of blood. Naturally, I keep running and start yelling, Andrew, Andrew, you're bleeding. So he runs into the bathroom and slams the door shut. Since it is summer, the door <clears> stinks <throat> and just opens up again. I get to the bathroom and there is Andrew, pants down, blood fucking everywhere, with his dick split in two. <laughs> I think... Here's, here's what he thinks happened. I think I had passed out after seeing that. Luckily for him, my mom came home a minute after this happened and rushed him and the rest of us to the hospital. Turns out when he crashed into my brother... He had slipped off the saddle of the bike and slammed Nads first into the headset, uh, the, you know, the little metal area right between the handlebars, which clearly had a sharp edge to it. The doctors ended up sewing it back together, and I guess everything is okay with it now. Well, talk to him. He probably has urine shooting out the top of his dick when he pees. For everyone who didn't read this because it was too long, I saw a dude split his wiener, and I passed out. That really probably is the most disturbing thing I've ever read. I, I mean, I, I I I contributed to this forum, but you I mean you can't. You, you don't can't. top that. He was the first yeah, post and the last post. I almost closed the thread after that because there's just no topping a dude getting his dick split in two on a bike. And on that ever um, on that note, guys, this has been an episode, buddy. I feel like I just kind of ran through the episode with you. You know what? I I mean, I, there's not really. I, you don't do anything. You saw you saw the you saw the good movie, so you got to talk about the good movie. Oh, the three tens. Um, you you pay attention to comics more than I do, so you got to talk about that. I mean, you even talked about Metroid last week. I mean, it's a, it's a fun game, and there, there's really not there's really not that much there's really not much going on. You did meet Jorge Garcia. That was a while ago, but yeah, it was on your show. If you guys want to, back to listen the to the episode. Go and check out Dharma Lars. You can check it out at myspace.com slash Dharma Lars. We have a webpage. You guys have a... Well, what is this? DharmaLars.net. You guys have a kick-ass poster, too. Dude, I made that. You made that? Well, I photoshopped it. I took good. I took the army guy, yeah. Uh-huh. And you photoshopped your logo in there. Yeah. You guys also have t-shirts? Yes, we have t-shirts. You have pins? We have buttons, but buttons. We, we're not selling those. Those are essentially like a person. You if you see too, us, yeah. if you see me or my partner Ben in person, mm-hmm. we will give you one. I got one. Thank you, man. Uh, I got to tell you that we also have uh, buttons, but we give them out for free with every order uh, from the Geekscape web store. We've got have, tote bags. I got two. Um, yeah, I, I used a tote bag today. This tote bag saves my ass whenever I'm like running out the door and want to throw a bunch of stuff in something. 
Uh, I get the tote bag. We got t-shirts. Um, go ahead and order at the Geekscape store at geekscape.net. Um, we also have a MySpace, myspace.com slash geekscapenet. We have a Facebook group. Go and search for Geekscape. Join our group. Uh, we talked about the t-shirts. The forums. Forums. Geekscape.net slash forums. Talk about the most disturbing thing you've ever seen. Uh, and we also have um, this thing starting up, Trades for the Troops, where you gather all the old stuff you don't want. DVDs, trades, magazines, and you send them over to Iraq. We have a uh, we have a uh, army base address on the Geekscape forums that you can mail them to. So definitely check those things out. You're on the forums all the damn time. Yeah, I've been trying. Why doesn't Darmalars have forums? Um, because the the work involved. You piece of garbage. The work involved. It's understandable. Like I feel like I feel like I have to be present. All the time. No, you're on ours. Why can't you be? On I know that's the thing, though. I'm having fun on yours. Ours is fun. Ben, Ben's I'm there. BJ's fun. there. Except I kill threads like nobody's business, dude. <laughs> I kill threads. A lot of people kill threads, but you know, just start another one. Yeah. Um, that's our show. When are we gonna see you again? Um, you'll see. Uh, I don't. Know. I will have you back on the show a lot. I don't know because I know I can whenever, just talk for an hour. Whenever I can do this all the time. You should come down to Orange County. If we went down to Orange County, could we go to like Disneyland. golf and stuff, Disneyland? I know this guy wants to go to Disneyland. Get you in for free. VJ wants to go to Disneyland because he wants to do like Die Hard Five. VJ wants to be on top of the Matterhorn with like a button and like a machine gun. Beverly Hills Cop Three. Point he wants to do 3. Beverly 2. Hills Cop Three. Mm. Yeah, VJ wants to like VJ wants to take over Disneyland and then pork Cinderella in the castle. I'd That's pork her in the castle. You are a married man. Yeah, but she's a cartoon. I'm sure Stevie wouldn't mind. Is that cheating? Talk about it on the Geekscape.net forums. Masturbating to cartoons, is that cheating on your girlfriends? And are you guilty of it? Yeah. You know what? Start a thread. How many people have masturbated to cartoons? Like Disney mm. cartoons? Any cartoons. Have, have you ever done that? Like... Does it hey, count? Dude, ben, have you ever masturbated to a cartoon? Not Does it count if it's half animated, half live action? Like what? Like cool like Dot, Like Dot and the Bunny? You ever see that one? The Australian one where the little mm. girl turns into the... A cartoon and Enough You guys talk about it On the forums I have never Masturbated anything Animated Since the age of 16 Um See you guys next week Yeah Should we Does dedicate this show To Jeff Or should this special Dude, episode be Oh there There are gonna be Some special releases I'm gonna put out On the, on the um On the Geekscape for the guy. Uh, iTunes RSS feed So You definitely wanna subscribe uh, My good buddy Super Action Man He did some undercover work So you're definitely going to want to subscribe. All right? You feel good about this, Lobster Johnson? I do. I'm now going to go combat Nazis. Oh, very fantastic. We'll see you next week, right? You won't see me. I'll be working to save America from the forces of evil and the Axis. Where's Billy? Yeah, what? I know. More Billy. Oh, oh you're Billy. Billy? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's bring him out right now. Uh, I think I'll put him in the garage. All right. Where it's hot. I mean, that's where he lives. BJ wants to end the episode and go home. You're five minutes over. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Don't see shoot 'em up. Don't rent it even. I think the episode's over. I'm already stretching. I don't know. You do this one. <laughs> 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 That's how it ends. <laughs>